When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Live from Las Vegas, it's What Chaos at the Super Bowl. The only hockey show at the Super Bowl. Welcome to Radio Row at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. It's What Chaos, the only hockey show at the Super Bowl. We're presented by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports. Made easy. Use promo code What Chaos for first deposit. Match up to $100. I'm DJ Bean, a.k.a. Clean Principe. We got Pete Blackburn, a.k.a. Frank Vetrano shirt. And Sean DePaz, a.k.a. the Golden Knights hair bow. What's up, boys? Hello, 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 hello. Hey, howdy, hey. Uh, yeah, quick shout-out to my guy Max, who gave us uh, these Frank Vetrano shirts, custom Frank Vetrano shirts from All-Star. It says Frank on the front with a little flame over the F, and then on the back, look at this thing. This thing is beautiful. So uh, shout-out to my guy Max. Uh, what a wild gift to get at a Oilers Golden Knight game at T-Mobile Arena, a Frank Vetrano shirt. Uh, shout-out to me for uh, writing a wrong. He was going to give you a Frank Vetrano shirt. Yes. And I said, if you get a Frank Vetrano shirt, I fucking invented Frank Vetrano. Oh, if you get a Frank Vetrano shirt, I and then like become the Frank Vetrano guy, I'm going to throw you down the stairs. I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to become the Frank Vetrano guy. I want this to be a Frank Vetrano show. So I'm glad you got a This a so shirt that as was well. my that was my goal as well. And the, shout out Max for handling your request of hey, if you don't get DJ a shirt as well. <laughs> He's going to throw me down the stairs. Sean's rocking the Syracuse Crunch jersey, getting yeah, a sir. few compliments this morning. Oh, yeah. Very, uh, very nice. Do, n- do not have my Golden Knights hair bow to match, sadly, but I do. I'm rocking another how, hockey jersey. How wild is that, that as we were walking over to the Golden Knights game last night, they, they got all the bootleggers and everything, and one of them was just Golden Knights hair bows. Yeah, it was like two little kids, too. Respect. With their, their mom or something like that. Saw them. Yeah, it, was like a, it was like a lemonade stand, but they were yeah. selling Golden Knights hair bows. Yeah. Pretty sick. That's, I want to put kids in charge of my bootlegging, though, because they're going to come up with some different shit. If you're like, you go to say, hey, what are you going to sell outside? T-shirts, whatever. Kids just fucking think different. It's like when in Big Daddy... When the kid tries to order lasagna at McDonald's, they just have a different worldview, and yeah. they're keeping it wide open. I just, I just don't like when child labor apparently. Yes, I just don't like when uh, when street hustlers like use kids as pawns to kind of like to to get people to buy. You know, like, that's fair. I need to know who who was making those hair bows. Like if it was the parent and they were just dragging the kids out there late at night, keeping them up past their bedtime so they could increase their sales. Like good good business move, but I don't like it. I would have loved that piece of content, Pete checking out the business practices <laughs> of the two children The better business selling. Blackburn Bureau. Yes, that's what you should do. I mean, we do, we'll have a merch bone to pick at some point this week, but we got a loaded show, huge Oilers show because the Oilers streak is dead at 16 games, thanks to the Golden Knights. We were in the building last night, and also, we've had two long days of making stuff with the Knights, doing stuff around their various rings, and yesterday, we sat down and had a lengthy meeting conversation, love fest, music listening sesh with Gene Principe. We cannot wait to play that. We were gushing. He is such a lovely person. Everything that you think he is when you watch him, he's that and a hundred times more. We can't wait to play that for you. Yeah, whoever said don't meet your heroes never met Gene Principe. Uh, First thing you said was he walked away. You were like... (laughs) They say don't meet your heroes. They've never fucking met that guy. <laughs> That's right. And we do, I do have to mention we also met our guy Bob Stoffer. Yes. We met him in the elevator, and uh, it was lovely. It, no, it wasn't. 
Well, uh, well, we it, met well, him. It was, we we saw him in the elevator, and it became we're, love. We're looking at each other, and we're like, "Is that who we think it is?" So I'm like, "Bob," and he's like, "Yeah." And I got the vibe. <laughs> was that, I got exactly the vibe that. that maybe sometimes he gets like anybody. Maybe he gets like shit on Twitter or something, and he just like saw people under forty and was like, "Oh, this is gonna be someone who's gonna." take issue with my coverage of what I don't know he, he definitely had his guard he was guarded up, yeah and we were like we love you in your show and he was like huh why <laughs> we were like it's our favorite show in the world we don't care about the games we love you and Pete was like yeah and we had uh your your partner Gene on with us today and he was like are you guys from Boston are you the Pete Blackburn guy? You're very funny on Twitter. And then he got very – then he was like, okay, cool, I can breathe. I love that uh, his his point of reference for me was calling the Oilers a cocaine circus. Yeah. He was like, you're right, it's a cocaine circus. So uh, shout-out to Bob, shout-out to Gene. Very excited to you play You said that, that about interview. the playoffs. I don't want to get him fired for calling the uh, Oilers a uh, cocaine team. Right. So I, I the, last year I called the Oilers a cocaine circus because if you watch their games, it's like basically – doing loops and loops of cocaine. Not last night, unfortunately. The Oilers' streak is dead mm -hmm. at 16 games. The Golden Knights beat them 3-1 to one in a uh, pretty underwhelming performance for the Oilers. We saw a sick McDavid to Dreisaitl. McDavid oh right in front of our face. We were holding each other. We had incredible seats thanks to the Golden Knights. And we, like... We were holding each other. I was, like, dabbing my <laughs> neck. I was, I don't know if I'm using this word the wrong way, but, like, I was verklempt. That was one of the uh, the coolest goals that I've seen in person in a long time just because, like, the Golden Knights accidentally gave the puck away, gave it to McDavid. And you Bad could, accident to you do. Could, you could see McDavid and Dreisaitl basically 2-on-0 down the ice right towards us. And just, like, the anticipation of that goal one of the best moments as a hockey fan when you're at a game is when you can kind of see a goal developing and you do like the slow raise Everyone out of your in the seat building. and yes. you're like you're like holding on to your seat and just waiting for the moment where you can explode into a cheer obviously we were at the golden knights uh, arena so uh it wasn't the entire building but there were a lot of oilers fans there and the pop when they scored that goal was was pretty electric. There were a ton of Oilers fans. And, I mean, Pete, that was poetry. That is exactly the moment and what it was like. Slowly getting up. Holy fuck, it's McDavid. <laughs> he has the puck. Oh, my God, that's Leon Dreisaitl over there. And there were some moments later in the game where when they were down, uh, Knobloch went with uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Hyman. But there weren't a ton. Like, the Oilers only had one power play in the game, and they took a penalty like a minute into it. So, uh, very divey game. Yeah, uh, annoying to watch, to be honest. Uh, obviously wanted the Oilers to win, but was happy with uh, the Knights and seeing that experience and everything. But yeah, man, that McDavid goal was one of the best in-person sports moments I've seen. And also a little like inside radio. We've been just like spent every second together and it's all been working. We've like grabbed meals and stuff like that, but it's all been like, okay, what are we doing next? What do we, hey, do you have this? Do I have this? Did I forget to do this? Whatever. Like we were relaxing for the first time this entire trip, which started in Toronto. And the first thing we saw was fucking Connor McDavid bury one on Aiden Hill right in front of our faces. It was for what a like, release for our first, for our first hang and like, uh, like time to breathe moment. We got like a playoff game. And a, a regular season playoff game, and that was uh, pretty stressful. You did gloss over uh, uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman in the third period. It, like, you know the internet meme of, like, the gamer pose where you lean forward in your, in your seat? Uh, you were, like, mega gamer pose in that third period every time they sent that line out. You were, like, leaning over the glass you were leaning so forward. You were too. so engaged because you were, in the game. You were doing a lot of like foot pedaling, and you were like rocking the chairs a little bit. But when they came on the ice, I did notice that you like stopped and locked in. Every time really? they deployed <laughs> yeah. that line, you were like the most locked in I've ever seen well, anybody. <laughs> not to like get X's and O's, but like, do you remember what I said to you with like nine minutes left? Uh, no. I was like, Nugent Hopkins is uh, centering. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Is centering Fogel and uh, Kane. They're gonna, he's going to do it. He's going to put uh, Dry, McDavid with Drysaddle and Hyman. And, yeah, man, I'm, like, <laughs> leaning forward and doing that shit again right now just thinking about it. But, honestly, they didn't do much. They didn't uh, – I don't know what's going on over there. Pat McAfee is doing utmost grab ass. One of his guys is dressed in a full, full Vegas Golden Knights yeah. uniform. 
Helmet and all, stick, gloves, everything. Pat McAfee was the uh, the siren sounder at last night's game. We got to talk about the presentation of the Vegas Golden Knights because this was the first time that I got to see it in person. First time all of us got to see it yeah. in person, I believe. And like all the talk about the show that they put on at T-Mobile in Vegas, certainly not understated. That was an incredible show. That arena is amazing. Um, it's it's such a cool experience if you can get out there and, and do it. Absolutely do it. Uh, regardless of your thoughts on the Golden Knights, regardless of your thoughts uh, on Vegas as a city, get out there if you're a hockey fan. See a game at T-Mobile because it was one hell of a time. Sean, you talk all the time about, like, I just wish the teams would go a little more in this direction or just, just find a different cool shit, lane yeah. that isn't the way that we were dressing for our spoof video the other night yeah. and just claim this is traditional, this is hockey, whatever. This, these fucking guys had a PA announcer. They're holding on to a one-goal lead with 51 and a half seconds left, and there's a stoppage in play. And the PA announcer is like, come on, guys, just 51 and a half seconds left. Let's get this W, <laughs> get everybody. On your feet. <laughs> like, get on your feet. And the whole arena was standing for the last 51 and a half seconds. Yeah, that was crazy. The people behind us, were we were standing up because the people in front of us were standing yeah. up, and the people behind us were like, guess we're fucking standing up now. And, I don't and know I, if you were. I'm not going to get into it. I don't know if you're listening. They were having some... Interesting conversations behind us for the entirety of that game. Well, I was like, I was thrown off because at the conclusion of the game, the people behind us like tapped me on the shoulder and they were like, first game oh. here, Pete. And I was like, you were here the whole fucking no, game. There was, there was other people behind me on my side that were having some interesting conversations that it, I can share it's with just, you. It's a there. weird feeling when like somebody has, has been, been sitting, sitting, by, yeah, has been sitting behind you for like two and a half hours and they know who you are and they wait until like they leave to just be like, hey. And be like, what the fuck? That was weird. <laughs> That's why I uh, used to be a big asshole about it. But like, if somebody would say somebody's first and last name to me in public, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't know. Like, their sister could be right there. They could know who you oh, are, yeah. whatever. Like, if we were sitting there and we were like, I don't know, like, uh, uh, who had the game last night? Like ESPN. If we were like, oh, you know, like, uh, I wonder if John Butchagross is going to do a good job today. They're gonna be like, oh, those fucking guys are talking about John Butchagross. What are they saying? You know? So, man. Great experience. Wish the Oilers won, of course. Uh, one down part of it is that with the Oilers losing at 16 games, immediately I saw, well, guess what Oilers found out what happens when they play a good team discourse. I did look it up. Their 16-game winning streak, 11 of the games were against teams that are not in a playoff position. And some of the recent ones, like overtime against Montreal, overtime against Chicago. So like there were moments where it's like they don't look amazing, but they still have shown over the last month whatever that they are a force to be reckoned with. Stu Skinner has established himself like crazy. There were moments last night where I wanted to scream at Darnell Nurse and Evan Bouchard and like your good players need to be good the entire time. But it is what it is. The streak is over and if anyone was going to end it it was going to be the fucking Golden Knights. We said that after talking it's to Bruce Cassidy. the Blackhawks or the Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right. Or, or Montreal or <laughs> the, the... I, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about any of that discourse. Like, good teams, bad teams, if you win, you win. And how many teams have won 16 games in a row? Not, not many. And also, people are acting like Vegas was the only team that met. Like, Vegas knocked them out of the playoffs last year, right? Right. Like, they were the only team that was better than them. Like, it's just because you got beat by a team, like a, maybe the best team in hockey does not in any way imply that you are not maybe a top five team in hockey. Well, you said, you said this uh, was a playoff atmosphere last night. Yeah. I agree because the Oilers had the puck for much of the game, but they were still like, I, I looked at the high danger chances and uh, shout out natural stat trick. You're fucking wrong. It said that they, the Oilers had a million high danger chances. No, they didn't. Not for the Oilers. They didn't have Oilers high danger chances. Uh, I mean, I, the only thing I'll push back on that is that Aiden Hill Aiden was standing Hill's on awesome. his hill, yeah. on his head, not standing on his hill, standing on his head in a few situations. Like, he made some pretty fucking incredible saves. Yeah, he did. Evan Bouchard put a hole through the post at one point. Uh, I think McDavid had a, a really good opportunity too, and uh, Aiden, Aiden Hill made like a nice pad save or yeah, skate kick save. save. Yeah, yeah. There was there was at one point on the far end of the ice from where we were sitting where they had basically like an empty net, mm. and Aiden Hill just. Full, like spread full eagle. And just Aiden ascension, I am absolutely here for it. Like, obviously, totally. he had his moment last year in the playoffs, but that that wasn't. A, I don't think that was a moment. I think Aiden Hill is here. I think he's a real deal. That guy rocks. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, remember last week, Sean, when Pete was like, Aiden Hill sucks. Shut the fuck up. That was never said. He I doesn't even play games. I just, he doesn't the, count, I believe, is what you're... This, uh, during the 16-game win streak, third. I don't think the, the discourse was ever like, the Oilers are now the best team in the league. I, 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 I never got there. I, I think that they still have their flaws. Uh, they certainly are entering back into discussion uh, discussion among the league's best teams. But I was never like, ooh, they've won 16 in a row. They are the league's best team now. A little bit. There, there was definitely. I, a I did a little of, bit. Yeah. I don't know if you did. I did. I, I did. A I, I mean, you did a little bit of like a light power rankings on the show at one point, and I think there was some Oilers number one talk, but not from me. A little bit. Yeah, I was waiting for them to come back down to earth. Obviously, I mean, I didn't expect them to win every fucking game and run the table for the rest of the season. I did a little bit. Waiting for them to come back, but like they're still a good team. They've had their moments. I, I think it's a good thing that this team during the streak has had like their battles. Like the second period against Columbus when they got their asses <laughs> fucking handed to them, then came out in the third period and were dominant. They put that game away within like the first five minutes of the third period. That's that's stuff that's good for a team going down the stretch. Well, I'll tell you what scares the hell out of me is that uh, if the season ended today, first round would be Oilers and Golden Knights. And as we were walking out, I was like, I hate to do the fan of a team thing of like, why do we even want to see that series? The Oilers would just fucking lose. Blah, 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 blah. Golden Knights, I think, would beat the Oilers. I think so, too. But I also said as we were walking out that I want this to be a playoff series. Like that. I do want that it, to be a It would be, even if sure. it ended in like a Vegas sweep, I think it would be one of the most electric sweeps of all time. If that happens, we're going to have to come back out here. And uh, Gene has invited us out to Edmonton as well. So, so for an Italian dinner. We, he said, mm -hmm. let's go to an Italian dinner. Yeah. A little should Adamo. We in, should we in, a little Gino. I was going to say, should we invite Frank Petrano? Yes, Frank. Mm -hmm. And oh just my a, God. a dinner with the three of us, Gene Principe, Frank Petrano, and <laughs> Adam Fantilli. That would be Adamo, the most, Giuliano, if anybody uh, watches the show uh, on cinema at the cinema, that would be the most like on cinema thing in the world where it's just this like mashup of people and it's like, why are they there? <laughs> Do those people know each other? But they're like all Taylor so Swift's birthday party. <laughs> right. They're all so strongly tied. Beyonce would be there. Uh, tell you what, the big game is coming Sunday, in fact, and prize picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100x your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. I'm not talking about a hyper-pop musical duo when I say you can 100x. It's a great app, and if you go to the Promos tab, you can find Community Plays to see entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. And you'll see some guys like, I mean, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz. You'll see some big names on there. Prize picks is what I and so many others will be using Sunday. So go to prizepicks.com slash whatchaos and use code whatchaos for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash what chaos and use code what chaos daily fantasy sports made easy it was a huge day pete for meeting oilers legends because not only did we talk to gene and hang out with him we as we slowly saw that oilers fans were taking over vegas yesterday which they did mm -hmm. we thought that there was going to be some like yeah, we didn't really talk about that enough yeah that shit was crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like a 50 we it was almost a neutral site game we were walking into t-mobile and we were like there is so much Orange. And I feel like it's important to note, not a slight to the Knights fans at all, because when the Knights were buzzing, like the Knights fans were like took over, took that building back over. It, it simult in in the same night, we were able to say like, "Wow, uh, Oilers fans fucking are dominating this," and also, and they said hockey wouldn't work in Vegas because like. Everybody, I guess what what surprises me, or what surprised me, is nobody in the crowd seemed indifferent. And I thought that this was going to be yeah. a bunch of sports writers are in town. Oh yeah, they got that hockey team. Want to check that out? It's right over there. Let's go there, and you see a bunch of football guys that don't really care that much, gals, whomever, dip in, try to see the lights and everything. Everybody was yeah. super into it, whether and, you were Oilers or Knights. And they did one of those things where they throw up the different criteria on the Jumbotron. It's like, you're a man, cheer. If you're a woman, cheer. And then they got to the locals, and the locals gave a pretty loud cheer. Like, I think people think this is a lot of, like, just tourists and stuff. But, like, they're, like you pointed out last night, like, people don't think about the fact that they there are people that live in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we said playoff, at, playoff game. It wasn't just because of the, the game on the ice and the quality of competition there. Like, the crowd atmosphere was a playoff atmosphere. The, the crowd shout, shouting, shame, shame, <laughs> shame, when the Oilers took a penalty was one of my favorite. Like, what is now one of my favorite, like, in-stadium traditions in sports. So I, I don't know uh, if uh, we have uh, pictures from the game last night, but at some point uh, you took uh, a candid 
of us after the Knights had iced the game uh, with the empty net goal. And I don't know if this got in any of the pictures. Sean was doing the wave. I was. The, the, the wave goodbye. The wave goodbye the thing. The princess wave. That yeah. he did at the Bruins game when the Bruins had lost. And he was saying, all right, they get to go. There were so many Oilers fans that at the when the home team won, Sean appropriately could be like, yup. That's right. Okay, <laughs> Listen, get out I'm of here. I'm a no hater more than game. anything else. I just <laughs> yeah. I love seeing the because it wouldn't have been as fun if like the home fans were all sad and then, like uh, but the Oilers fans all showed up. They tried to take it over and then they went home sad. And I was just had to give them a little wave goodbye. Just fun. being hater of the year, hater of <laughs> just the no year. skin in the game, that's, that's, not even caring who wins. That's <laughs> my award right there. Uh, Pete was a, a more of a fan of the people last night, and I'm glad that at least my uh, my not. That I wasn't being fun, but that I was kind of into the game yeah, it has, we, has been acknowledged. I had big get the fuck away from me energy. They were every time yeah. any play happened, they were the nicest people in front of us. They kept turning around uh, to like high five us for stuff. After a night's goal, they turned around to like high five us, and I was like, it didn't go in. Look. Oh yeah, yeah that like, was. I forgot about that. It hit the, the side of the net. Entire crowd was going crazy, and they just—they wouldn't like. They didn't understand it first. They yeah, turned around. I don't, I don't think like, they were. I don't think they were fully there. Uh, I think that yeah, was like yeah. a, a group of guys that were. Yeah, we were had a fascinating. And I love those. I love those guys. Yeah. But we I had was a just like fascinating group of people. Yeah, us. we definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. We had like a woman in front of us that was there by herself and was just like talking to us about all the kind of stuff. She was awesome. I do want to talk before we get to the Gene interview. I do want to mention the first Oilers fans that we saw yesterday walking through Mandalay Bay. Uh, DJ goes up to them and was like, ah, good to see some oil men here. And Been saying that all <laughs> yeah. man, woman, or child. It's They're catching on. Men. It's catching on. Uh, good to see another oil man. And we got into a conversation with them. We were like, ah, they really know their stuff. And they uh, they were, like, really, really invested in the Oilers. And, like, five minutes into the conversation, we find out that that was Ken Holland's sister. <laughs> Insane. So Ken Holland's sister, the the first oil man that DJ approached it in was Vegas. And well, what a cool conversation because they were like, uh, oh, well, the, her brother is the GM of the team. And instead of being like, Ken Holland? Oh, my God. I was like, tell you what, he was getting a lot of heat to do something with the goalie situation. And what professionalism yes. to wait and trust in Stu Skinner. And then we had a conversation about how great Stu Skinner was. It was amazing. Uh, shout out to Diane and Peter. Diane. They were, they were very, very nice and uh, it was great to meet them, and I'm glad that they didn't, like, shoo you away for going after them. Yeah. Like, no, well, man. Got to remember they're Canadian. They're <laughs> that's nice. That's right. That's true. They're nice. Uh, no one is nicer than Gene Prince We're going to have probably some bonus footage at some point of us meeting him. He rocked. Here he is. The moment we've been waiting for since, like, three days after this show started. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we got Gene Principe, yeah. the what would you the leader, the king of Oilers broadcasts. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess uh, the, the the prince of uh, of broadcasts for the Oilers. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I've been you know watching what you guys do, and uh, I love this format and this setting. I'm I'm more I guess uh, maybe my work isn't traditional, but but the format is traditional. You know, on TV, game starts at. Seven o'clock, puck drop, and there you are. Um, so I like this that uh, you give uh, yourselves to the public in kind of a different way, and uh, in a, in an opportunity that uh, again with traditional television, you sometimes don't have that time and opportunity. So to how do, do it. you do that in traditional television? Because I don't. Mm. I mean, everybody's an artist. Everybody sees things through their own lens. I worked in mm. or I work in traditional television, and I watch your broadcasts, mm. and I'm like, how does he not have? 10,000 bosses and masters saying, are you sure this joke is going to land? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You just go and you throw, you put on a variety show instead yeah. of an Oilers game. Yeah. And we, we, we text during Oilers games, but it's usually about like, hey, the period's ending. Uh, so d don't forget, watch. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, that's very kind of you to say. I, I think, you know, the, the, the genesis of this was back in 2006. Uh, the Oilers made it to the cup final and lost in game seven to Carolina. Um, it felt like about uh, a week or less after that, Chris Pronger had been dealt, and then the season began, and it was it was tough sliding, and the real world is um, got real problems in it. So when 
game time arrives, uh, I don't want people worried about their real problems. I want them to think about their team and their power play and their penalty kill. And I felt like the best way to do that was with, you know, some humor and some entertainment and try and kind of, it's like a recipe. Sometimes it, it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think that people now have become accustomed to, to what I do. And they, they want to watch some to, to say, great job. Uh, there are those to, to say the opposite, but they're, they're still interested. And I think that was the key thing when the Oilers were going through those difficult times. I, I just, I really felt it was important that when you started the show, you needed to start it uh, in the right way and in a positive fashion. You guys are hockey fans. You, you know what your team's doing or not doing. You don't need me to t tell you that, but let's find a sliver of hope. Let's find a positive. Let's turn it into something. So when you're watching at home, you're going, oh, wow, yeah, let's, I want to stay tuned. Uh, if you tell them all the negative stuff off the top, wh why would they want to? Even if they do, they're kind of thinking, geez, this doesn't sound like a very good team or something I might want to invest two and a half hours in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's so many things that I love about the Oilers uh, broadcast, but I, I love that the like the, the swings that you take and kind of like the, the pillars <laughs> yeah. of the Oilers broadcast or hockey and grab ass, which is the pillars of this show, which is why we love you so much. But I love that it happens in a Canadian market and like a very passionate yeah. Canadian market too, because I think when people would like think about the the way that you guys do things, they think, okay, maybe it happens in a non-traditional yeah. market and they can get away with it. And, and, and doing it in a Canadian market uh, is brave. Yeah. And also like, it, it's just amazing. So uh, you mentioned the kind of like the pushback that you guys maybe get from, from certain stiffs. Yeah, that for sure. And I, you know, I think, uh, and, I, and I like your point about a traditional Canadian market because I know I've seen people say, would he do this in Toronto? Probably not. I, I don't know if if that would if that would go over, if it would be the right approach. I don't know because I never did this in Toronto. I've only done it in Edmonton. So for me, it's it's a traditional market. But you're right. Someone might think, oh, in Florida or, or Carolina or, right. or Vegas, even though they're cup champs, maybe that's something they would do there. Uh, for sure, uh, times have changed. You know, I was thinking about this when we, we set this up, and I remember um, – and this is not a political statement, but it is a, a was a political opening when Donald Trump is inauguration. I think November of 2017, I think it was. And you you guys can correct me on that. But my son had dressed up as Donald Trump, like for Halloween. So you're talking two three weeks before. So I go on. T you know, I think of it now, and I think someone should have talked me out of it. But I go on on TV uh, with the Trump mask, and uh, you know, Donald usually has kind of a blue suit and a red tie, mm -hmm. and I do how, you know, the, the Oilers have, have built a wall, you know, because they've been really good defensively. <clears throat> They're trying to trump the wild, you know. And I did this opening, and I remember a guy from New York Times wrote kind of like back page, you know, in the corner, bottom, wrote this little article on it, and someone had sent it to me. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cute, kind of funny. And I always, that's kind of my template of how things have changed because mm -hmm. there's no way, A, I would do it, be our producer on site would allow that our executive producer in Toronto no one would allow that now but back then it was it was kind of open to to do things like that so uh for sure I used to just do things and then we'd see what happened now maybe with a little age a little maturity with the change in society I do say hey I'm thinking of doing this what do you think and what do you think could be kind of the the bad side of it and sometimes, even if there's only one thing you think might be bad, you just go, you know what, N not worth it to it, offend yeah, someone. It? Yeah. It's not worth it because to this point in my career, I'll have another game. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll have another chance. Um, and sometimes it might be years before, you, you know, I'll remember, oh, I wanted to do that and I, I can do it now. So uh, I love the creativity of it. And, uh, you know, I have to thank all the people I work with. Uh, Jack and Louis, Michaels and DeBrusque, mm -hmm. uh, my bosses at Sportsnet who have sometimes went, hey, just tone it down a little bit, okay, buddy? But they always allow me to continue to, to be me, I guess, which is kind of important if you're starting your career and whatever you do, you want to be you. And sometimes it takes you time to figure out who that is. I mean, I love your conviction and Sportsnet's, the, like the bosses going with, fighting against and I don't even know if you ever got this urge but then mm -hmm. okay like all right well now the Oilers are world beaters they got dry saddle yeah. they got McDavid and everything now we yeah. are just going to break yeah. it down all the time yeah. during this win streak 
and my friends know what not just an Oilers fan I am, but what a fan I am of the yeah. broadcast. One of my friends texted me it was one of the games during the win streak saying like, hey, how's the Oilers game going? And I said, unbelievable. They are going for 15 in a row or whatever. Yeah. They're down two nothing to the Kraken. And but it's Jack Michaels's birthday. So right, yeah. <laughs> the, right. So you come back first intermission Oilers down. We hear it's somebody's birthday, yeah. and you guys do the best yeah. slideshow and cake presentation <laughs> and everything. And yeah. I'm I'm no longer thinking like, God, are they going to lose this game or whatever? Yeah. We're just having fun, and the game will continue in a few minutes. But we're having fun, and we're putting on a show. Yeah, and those you know, listen, it takes a team. Uh, you know, you this isn't a a solo act on the strip where it's just you and you just do your routine and that's it. I, I work with a bunch of people. Um, you know, behind the cameras is probably 20, 30 people. And then of course, Jack and Louie, we work together with. And so, yeah, it's it's sort of one big happy family. And I, I love the point you made. So this started because the Oilers weren't very good. Well, the Oilers are excellent now mm -hmm. and cup favorites. And someone might go, hey, you know that shtick? You can, you can kind of put it away. And if it circles back and, and they're not playing well again, okay. But no one's ever kind of told me that. Um, no one's ever, they, they've always been really supportive. And um, I, I think that it's something that um, I never take for granted, but I always appreciate that they're allowing me to do something. It'd be easy for someone to go, you know what, just stop. Just, just stop, you know, like, just don't do it. We, we, it's not that we dislike you. It's not like we don't want you to be yourself to some extent, but just put that away. Put the puns, put the props, uh, the costumes, just don't bring them out anymore. But they've never done that, and so I, I continue to do it. You're part of the oil. It's part of the Oilers brand now, though. Yeah. Your Wikipedia page is like <laughs> Gene Prince Bay is broadcast. Blah, blah, blah. He's got killer puns, man. No. It's, it's like he is known for his use of puns and props yeah. in his presentation. Yeah, you know, it's true. I, I, it, it is like I, I mean, I'll go to the grocery store and and they'll go, hey, give me a pun, and you're like, uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of, you know, shopping I'm or shopping whatever. Shopping for yeah. dinner. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say, what's your name? Or I'll, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll elongate the conversation a bit. So I'll, I'll come up with one just to kind of, just to come up with one. But yeah, the people will. Which is it's kind of weird to even say, like, you know, stop you on the street. But that's what they want. Mm -hmm. They want to talk about the Oilers. They want to talk about McDavid and or Drysaddle. And they want to talk about props, puns, the things that you do on TV. And I always, you know, uh, I think athletes will often say that uh, the reason they make the money they make, the reason they have the position they make, has a lot to do with them, but has a lot to do with filling the stadiums, filling the arenas. And I feel like I have my job because... People, for the most part, like me, and they think I'm a decent guy, and they can relate to me, and so I think that's why you know this is my 25th year of hosting Oiler games. That you know I'm I'm still doing it, and still doing it pretty well. I gotta ask you, uh, what's been your experience with our show? Because as DJ alluded mm -hmm. to earlier, like three days into the show, we became obsessed with the broadcast, yeah. and you've entered into what chaos lore, and I'm assuming that you just logged onto your phone one day and was like, what is this? Yeah, well, that's kind of it. Uh, you know what? <laughs> that's very similar to that. Um, we, I started to kind of connect with you guys, and, and we touched base a bit, and, and, and started to kind of really find out more and more about the two of you guys, and really, um, I think if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I would try and do what you're doing um, because I just find that it's such a great avenue for sports fans. It's one of the nice things about, you know, sometimes people say, you know, every dog has, everyone's got a podcast, right? Or everyone's, but, but there are certain people that have it because they, they've earned the right to do it and um, they attract the right followers who understand what they're trying to portray. Certain things I don't do, you know, certain words I don't say uh, that just, again, on traditional TV, we don't say it, but you guys have uh, just, a, I think, a creative license that never ends. And so, and I, and I think that you're, you use that. Um, there's no point being somebody else. Be yourself and what you two do um, works great. And, uh, you know, honestly, um, you, I wouldn't come here if, if I didn't think you guys were wonderful, what, what you did, I would say, hey, I, I can't, or I'm busy, or, or something, and maybe I'll see you at the game. I'll see you at the game, maybe, you know? Maybe we'll bump into each other, so that's why. Well, thank you so much. It's so nice that you say that. Uh, are you aware of the impact you've made with the comment, funny stuff, boys? 
because you commented yeah. on a video of us yes. gushing over you. Yes, that's right. I do remember that. And you remember, you yeah, commented funny, stuff, funny boys. stuff, boys. And if you go to anything that we've made since, all of the comments oh, are that, funny stuff, boys. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do remember that. Uh, and I did say, you know, funny stuff, boys, which, I mean, you guys are just, you know, young men and you're, you're still kind of developing your careers and your lives. And so I, I didn't realize that it became a little... Uh, catch oh, term yeah. or phrase oh yeah funny and stuff boys was, i like uh, that there was a, a like a brief moment of panic in, in at least my mind with the period at the end because it was like funny stuff boys comma or comma boys period and i was like hey. what's the tone behind this <laughs> yeah. no all, all good you know with with social media i think one of the things i've learned sometimes if i really uh they don't want to see us succeed here yeah This is perfect. <laughs> this is quite, this is good. Throw a little bit of music. I'm trying to think of the song. Yeah, it's Hella Good by No Doubt off their album Rock Steady. It came out in 2003. <laughs> You're a big music guy then. Huge music guy. <laughs> um. <laughs> what do you think of the night's game presentation? Yeah, I think it's really good. They really prepared in advance. In fact, it is one of the cities I always say, if you can get to a game, it'd be a hell of a night. Unbelievable arena. It would be very Gene-esque if we just acted like this wasn't happening and just, <laughs> yes. like, had... The, right, like, and that, that's what I love about these things, right? Like, when you're doing live TV, or you're doing, you just, hey, whatever happens, happens, and you just right. keep, you just kind of keep rolling with it. This is quite the example, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's one thing I... Sometimes in, in our business, uh, they'll say, oh, can you tape something and, and, uh, or record? Or, and you're like, you know, I'd rather do it live. Because live just gives you a kind of that, that vibe that you, you can't manufacture. Yeah. <laughs> we should at least kind of talk a little bit about the Oilers. Well, sure. Cup favorites going yeah. into the season. I love the Oilers. I want them to win the cup. Yeah. I saw that everybody had them as the cup favorite, and I said, what are you doing? Don't do that. Yeah. They're going to, and you were saying, like, matter of factly, they're probably going to suck to begin the season yeah. or something, and then people will freak out, and then they'll be fine. And they really were way worse than we could have ever thought. Yeah. Are they, I mean, are they what they are right now? I would say close to what they are to, to put on the kind of streak that they're currently involved in. And, um, you know, it's one thing to win 10, lose three, a couple of overtime points. But, yeah, it was, and I think here's where the problem sort of emerged or continued. They lost in game five. They had a lead and, uh, and then lost the series against Vegas. And, it was amazing how how devastated everybody was. I, I'm talking, of course, the players and management. Sometimes I laugh when fans go, oh, you know, we take it so seriously. I go, you don't think the players, like, listen, buddy, <laughs> as, as seriously as you take it, don't think that they just slough things off. Um, and I, th I, I feel like there was a bit of a hangover there for them. Um, Unfortunately, it took the, the changing of a coach mm -hmm. to sort of shake them out of it, a coach that was very popular, but a coach that's come in and, and uh, certainly warranted the change, even though it was early in the season. So for sure, I, I, I always feel if you've got McDavid and Drysaddle, you're a cup favorite and uh, you have a shot at winning it. And I, I, <laughs> the, the Oilers got tested One, earlier two, this year. Three. Uh, and they passed it. And they're, you know, it's a game-to-game -game thing they're trying to pass. <laughs> I, uh, I did want to ask you, uh, McDavid has been an incredible player since the yeah. second that he entered the league, but was not always an interesting personality, an interesting interview. But I think since the last couple of years, he has become one of the more thoughtful and interesting interviews in the entire league. When did you first start to see that change? Uh, great pickup and great compliment too. Mm -hmm. I, I got, you know, I think he's the best player in the game. Uh, I don't know how many people you would would go and say, I'm paying my money to go watch this person. Crosby's a guy, uh, Ovechkin, you know, it's starting to change a bit for him, but there aren't many people. Bedard's going to get there. Yeah, yeah. Bedard's going to get there. I can't tell you. It's funny, that, you know, and well, not funny, but he broke his collarbone uh, in his rookie season, right. Mike David. And now being, when I saw Bedard and he didn't come to Edmonton, I saw the other side of it. How many people were disappointed? How many people booked their, their travel, their vacations, got their tickets, and then didn't see Connor Bedard? So uh, McDavid has developed... <laughs> McDavid has developed into a wonderful person. Yeah. Always been a wonderful hockey player and will be for a long time. But I really have seen him be comfortable with making comments that aren't 
uh, controversial, but make you think he used to not want to say that or not feel comfortable enough to say that. I, I've seen him uh, become such an, um, a role model for kids. Think when you're 18 and you got a 12-year-old looking at you as a role model, you might be going, I'm like just a kid myself. But I see him with kids and he's wonderful. He takes, he understands that a moment with him is a moment that lasts a lifetime for this 10-year-old, this 8-year-old, this 6-year-old. And I also find uh, he's way more comfortable with the media. You know, he'll chat with you. He'll ask about you. He'll discuss what you did on the All-Star break. He just, he just seems more comfortable. And I, I think it's just the evolution of a, of a, of a man who just happens to be uh, exceptional at what he does. And now we're getting a chance to see that. Yeah, I think like when he came into the league, you could tell that he was obsessed with hockey. And <laughs> yeah. I think that there was a sense of like, I just want to play hockey. I just that's yeah. all I'm interested in. That's all I want to do. And now I think you're starting to see like he's understanding his responsibility as one of the yeah. biggest players in the game to like change the league and change the sport and like whether it's the all-star game, the mm -hmm. skills competition, and he's more comfortable having his input there. And I think that's a really great thing. Well, I remember when the World Baseball Classic was on and I think it was Otani versus Mike Trout. Yes. Think, right, correct? Yep. It, was, it was a, 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 a batter-pitcher duel for the ages, mm -hmm. right? And, and the next day he was asked about, you know, if he'd been watching it. And he's like, well, you know, I watched it. He goes, wouldn't it be, and I'm paraphrasing, wouldn't it be nice if we had best on best and you know, and, and it ended up being a bit of a viral comment. Well, what do we have now? We're going to have right. best on best. So I'm not saying just because Connor said it, but when he talks, people listen. Right. And they understand that he has the best interests of the game at heart and that he, he knows a thing or two about not just now, but the future of it. So uh, I agree. I think that's one of the great things about uh, people like you guys being fans and understanding players that you see that and you you make note of it and we just don't talk about how fast he skates and how quick his hands are of course he's you know he's incredible and we will continue to talk about that but it's neat to see him uh, make a difference not just on the ice well gene uh you said that mcdavid understands a moment with a young fan is going to last a lifetime that memory for that young fan i hope you can appreciate that this memory oh. will last a lifetime for these couple of bozos yeah you know what guys uh I'm, I'm fans of yours i love what you do keep doing it and listen i i'm i'm i gotta admit i'm humbled that you guys have have kind of taken me on as someone that you like that you appreciate and um i i think it's fantastic but um you know i'm always surprised when people like me this much so i appreciate <laughs> you guys doing that well i think like is an understatement we love you we're a cover band that's what what chaos is it's just an oilers broadcast cover show and uh we can't thank you enough gene really appreciate the time and really nice to get to meet you guys and spend some time with you in person Gotta to talk to you about game time. You know game time. We are always going to the games. You see us there. We're having fun. We're shouting. We're hooting. We're hollering. I'm leaning forward saying, come on. Put put McDavid out there. Come on, coach. What are you doing? You got what are you doing with, with uh, Corey Perry out there? Corey Perry, I thought, played well last night. They, they, there was like one good shift that wasn't from a McDavid-esque line, and Corey Perry was part of it, at least. That's what I'm doing at games, and I'm there thanks to game time. It's, so, it's such a struggle sometimes finding the seats, where you want to sit, when you want to go to the game. But Game Time, with its easy website, its easy app, none of the, the mumbo-jumbo of any of the trickery that you get with some of these ticket resellers. So I say that you head to Game Time the way that we do and the way we head to games as a result of Game Time. You can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CHAOS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHAOS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Oh boy, love Gene. I love Gene. Uh, we have talked plenty of Oilers, and the Oilers streak is dead. Let's talk about some other stuff. There, we do have to talk about James Dolan potentially ruining the Rangers because he just wants to hold on to his first round pick and, and bring it to the sphere. Favorite hockey story I saw yesterday. So Darren Drager reported that the Rangers were in on Elias Lindholm, obviously didn't get him. Uh, they were unable to include a first round pick in their offer to Calgary because they can't trade it. Because James Dolan. They can, oh, they just Owens, won't. No, no, James Dolan won't let them because. <laughs> 
He owns the sphere. The draft is at the sphere this year, and it is very important to James Dolan that the Rangers have a pick and are part of all the hoopla at the sphere. This tells me one thing. The Rangers better be fucking trading up to first overall because <laughs> the only exciting thing about actually doing something at the draft is when you have the first or maybe second pick, possibly third if the guy that was supposed to go second falls to Shane you or something Wright like that. But even, beat, yeah. I remember the, the draft in like Florida, I want to say, like when Jesse Pugliarvi fell to the Oilers, nobody was like, oh my God, <laughs> look at this. They're going to get Pugliarvi at three or four or whatever. They were like, I, I'm going to botch which which draft that was. It might have been, uh, it was whichever one was the year after McDavid. But it was like, yeah, who fucking cares? The, <laughs> the, the top guy has gone. The guy that's got all the buzz. I want to say it's a 2015 draft. Uh, I don't fucking know. Who is, he, well, he's looking it up. So I'm 2016. 2016. Fourth overall. Who went first? Um, one moment. Uh, the, yeah, I, I, James Dolan liquidating all of his assets to own like the first 15 you got it. first like uh, oh. fifteen picks in the draft would be hilarious. Awesome, Matthews. Right, right. Followed so it was by awesome. Patrick Laine and then Pierre Luc Dubois. Mm. Right, but so I'm saying like even when the guy that's supposed to go second, third, whatever falls, like the moment of the draft, the NHL fucking draft where people know one name, it's the first overall pick. So the idea that James Dolan is like, hey, depending on what happens in the playoffs, we could be at like 19 here. <laughs> Don't trade it for something that's going to upgrade the roster on a team that, like, we see this all the time where a team takes a step forward that you didn't totally expect them to take, and it's like, all right, if you add a real piece and show the faith in this group, obviously it could right. not work out, but it could also be, like, hitting one of those things in Mario Kart where it really shoots you off and you go so much faster. Yeah, like, I, I maybe maybe we look back and say, oh, this worked out for the Rangers that, that, well they, did, that they didn't go and, and make this move, but you're, you're right in the sense that, like, What's going to bring more buzz if the if the New York Rangers enter the sphere as the reigning Stanley Cup champions, uh, having just won, or if they have like the twenty-first overall pick? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? The one thing I will say, and uh, not to defend James Dolan because I have no interest in doing that, but um, like in from a business perspective, I guess it makes sense. And then like in the future, if you do manage to hit on that pick, being able to show the footage of him getting drafted in your beautiful. Uh, playhouse is going to be very. I, I would have to imagine that's going to be like very the, important. Of you know what's for, fun? For him. I don't fucking remember the Bruins taking David Pasternak twenty fifth overall. Because who felt like what yeah. I remember yeah. about David Pasternak is all the shit that he does right now. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you could go back and look and say, oh, look what a cute kid he was, something like that. And, and then I, we're talking about the sphere. Like, the sphere is going to be the home of so many wild well, things. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, the fact that Macklin Celebrini is going to get drafted first overall by whoever is going to be way more valuable to James Dolan than whatever his yeah. pick ends up being. You know what? I love he's going to try to trade up to first overall. And you know what? Quinny is going to say... Not so fast, pal. <laughs> How about that? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's going to yeah. try to like, tap into that BU resource, and Greer's going to be like, uh, hey, coach, what do you think? Should we do this? I'm getting an offer of two more first-round picks. Quinny's going to say, I don't think so, buddy. I'd take uh, the Macklin Celebrini. I do also want to mention there are rumors about that the Columbus Blue Jackets may host the Stadium Series in 2025. Uh, the hockey news. The hockey news. Columbus reporting that the 25... 2025 Stadium Series could be hosted at Ohio Stadium. Dude, they're whatever they're they're gonna they gotta put the cannon on the Winter Classic jerseys. They gotta have a can or, or Stadium Series, cannon themed Stadium Series jerseys. Maybe like an aggressively large cannon silhouette or something like that. Shut up about the cannon. No, 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 no. I like this. I I like all that. I like. I definitely like shut up about the cannon. But I like the idea of us being non-consulted consultants for yes. teams winter classic jerseys I, I feel like the blue jackets may consult us they like us that's a lot. the thing like the blue jackets like us a, a lot uh i think that we could at least do a little something there and definitely we got to go free. to that game i will design it for free i don't I, know anybody know your worth sean absolutely want to be it's at that not, game it's free is my <laughs> absolutely want to be at that game i love that the uh rumored opponent is also the detroit red wings you have a Ohio Michigan matchup, uh, a nice little college hockey game before or after that game at Ohio Stadium would be incredible. Uh, the Blue Jackets have never had an outdoor game. I love, love, love this idea for selfish purposes and for the league. 
absolutely in on this. All right, we have like two-ish more minutes, but there's th uh, things that I quickly want to hit. Coyote's announcement coming soon. Land deal or selling the team? Take your pick. It's got to be one of the two. It's got to be one of those two. It better be a land deal, man. You well, want the, you want mm, well, as long. I mean, I guess selling the team would be fine as long as it's to somebody who's keeping them in Arizona. I don't know. Salt Lake Soakers could be fun. The other uh, not the, for me. The other thing is, uh, you just mentioned Michigan. Mm -hmm. My favorite oh moment my of the game last night. Watching the game, talking to Sean. <laughs> I and forgot about this. Sean is, man. Like, I, so I want your brain because, <laughs> as I have admitted, you are smarter than than <laughs> both of us. Uh, but we're talking and. You're saying something, and I forget, you're telling a story or whatever, yeah. and as you're telling it, let, let's say you're describing this cup of coffee. You're saying, like, okay, I... That's I, an awfully hot That's cup. an awfully hot coffee pot, and I like when the cardboard thing is on it, except sometimes with the... And then McDavid was skating behind the net, and as he got... And he had the puck. <laughs> as he got behind the net, you're like, and I take my coffee, but Michigan... Uh, <laughs> yes. You're just on full Michigan watch. Is it's, it's the my best. brand. There is like a portion of your brain that is exclusively dedicated to watching out for the Michigan, and yeah. it was just activated in that moment. What would have fucking happened if McDavid, especially with our angle, because we were directly yeah. facing that? If if McDavid did a Michigan, and as I called Michigan, you called it. I would have deadpanned. I would have just been like, yeah. I feel what happens. you would have been like. I feel somewhat confident that, Clark. that Connor McDavid will never do the Michigan. I do too. I think yeah. I think He's that Connor McDavid is above the Michigan. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, well, this has been possibly my favorite show that we've done ever. <laughs> Great radio row time. We're really settling into our digs here. We're going to be back tomorrow with an amazing guest. Watch all the Gene stuff again. Share it uh, on the YouTube. We will have uh, heavily requested a director's cut of our hockey reporters at Super Bowl opening night video. It's got a lot more stuff, including uh, Pete almost dying at the hands of a team that really has killed him before. That's true. So it really wouldn't surprise you. More stuff from uh, the likes of, God, I think there's more Shanahan on there. There's going to be a lot of good stuff on there. So head to the YouTube, subscribe, share, do all the stuff. Uh, we are uh, we're killing it over here, and we hope you're enjoying it. Talk to you tomorrow.